What up? We are back again today in the studio. It is time to get the ball rolling. We are back today with Get the Ball Rolling in our effort to provide you guys with all of the preseason previews that we had once promised. Uh, today on the show, we are discussing uh, the University of Washington Huskies season 2019 uh, campaign. And I want to start off with this, uh, with the University of Washington. Uh, I, I don't know if I could say anything bad about Seattle. Now, my wife, she might complain a little bit uh, because of the traffic. Uh, I was able to spend, out, uh, spend a little time in Seattle uh, over spring break. And let me tell you, it was beautiful. I mean, when I got there, when we, we, we drove up, we left Vancouver in the morning. Uh, we drove up to Seattle, Vancouver, Washington, not Vancouver, BC. We drove up. Uh, we saw some beautiful places. Uh, I was actually able to go in, uh, see CenturyLink Field. Uh, you got to see where the Mariners play. And uh, taking everything and just kind of uh, the city of Seattle, uh, we were able to go down onto uh, a boardwalk type thing, I guess. We were able to get some uh, clam chowder. It was rainy. Uh, even all the more better. Uh, the coast was right there. The Puget Sound was right there. Beautiful. We actually went up, uh, of course, if you're downtown, you have to see the gum wall, which was absolutely disgusting, let me tell you. It, but it is a sight. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of gum, so a bunch of people sticking pieces of gum everywhere kind of freaked me out. But it was uh, unique. Uh, and then we walked through Pike's Place, uh, kind of did that touristy thing. We went up the road. We had some ice cream, had uh, this place, this thing called, I think it's Rachel's Ginger Beers, Butter, yeah, Ginger Beer or something like that. It's... Really kind of a unique drink, and then uh, we went over to the to the Space Needle. We went even a little bit further outside of Seattle and uh, a little bit north, saw some sights out there. Just a beautiful city, and I'm not going to lie. I have always been very uh, prideful of St. George and the Red Rock uh, and the beautiful scenery in which I had, but I loved Seattle. And uh, so the University of Washington is positioned in one of the coolest places in Seattle as well, uh, kind of down and out of the way. It was so pretty. We actually were able to go by a couple parts of the campus, and I was impressed. I, uh, I've i seen a lot of pretty campuses. I really like Arizona State's campus. I really like the University of Washington's, and I've never been a big Husky fan. Uh, ever since when I was little, uh, my uncle, I remember him uh, talking to me, and I remember him liking the University of Washington, and uh, and I and of course as a little uh, nephew, I always played uh, him as Washington State on the PlayStation. Never really uh, did me good uh, being Washington State. Probably could have been somebody else, but uh, uh, he really liked them. And I remember growing up and 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 everything. And I I don't know why I just have never been uh, a fan, a super big fan of of the Huskies, but. And they're always a team that I forget how good they really are, I guess. I like, there's been multiple years where I'm like, oh yeah, no, this team, uh, this team, like, they're good, but they're gonna lose a couple games, and then all of a sudden they, they bust out and go 12 and 2. I'm like, oh, yeah. 
I forgot. Washington's good. Like, this is a legit team. Uh, I, I think uh, they're a little bit more uh, legit, uh, the word I use, are a little bit better uh, since Chris Peters, Peterson has come to town. Uh, he is a great coach. Uh, I was actually able to see him coach. Uh, he coached against BYU one year, I believe, when I, I went to the Boise State-BYU game. Really a fun atmosphere. <clears throat> and... Overall, I, I was impressed. I've always been impressed with his his coaching style and stuff. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit more down on, on Washington this year because they beat my Utes in the Pac-12 title game last year. Kind of a, a controversial ending. Uh, however, the pass interference was not called. And who's to say that Utah was going to win anyway? But the pass interference was not called. Uh, and they kind of, uh, they, I mean, they lost to uh, Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. I was not here. I remember hearing about it, that they had gone to the national championship. They were one of the four finalists, and I was really excited for a Pac-12 team to be able to make it there uh, back in 2016. But uh, since then, I've uh, they obviously haven't won very many bowl games since uh, I remember being back, losing to Penn State, losing to Ohio State. However, really kind of a fun team to watch, and... Uh, like I said, I don't know why it, what what it was. Uh, Utah, the last couple of years, back in 2017, had the punter not spike the ball. Uh, Utah beats Washington in Washington. Uh, last year, they didn't really play them uh, very good during the season. Kind of got uh, beaten down a little bit, but then... Uh, now, the uh, you know, in the Pac-12 title game, they played him a little bit better. And uh, I was actually discussing it with my dad, and, and uh, he said maybe that's why the U didn't play super good against the Y because they didn't want to show uh, too many uh, sets and stuff before the Washington game. But Washington is good year in and year out. Uh, ever since about 2016, they've really turned it around up there in Seattle. So I love the city. Uh, really unique place. Love it, love it. But uh, this last year... I think Washington was one of the teams, I mean, I, I always forget, like I said, I always forget that they're going to be good, but uh, they, they lose uh, right out of the gate to an Auburn team. Uh, it just looked like Auburn kind of just outmanned them. Uh, I remember that game, and I was just kind of disappointed in the way that they played, and then they completely turned it around. They did lose to Oregon in overtime. It was in Eugene. I remember that game. I was actually traveling with the cross-country team. I was watching it on the game cast, and I remember freaking out, and nobody was excited around me, so uh, cross-country runners get excited, I guess, uh, on my team, but like nobody was. I was like, oh my goodness, Oregon just won. Oregon just won, and everybody's just like, what? Oregon, no, they played Washington. I'm like, come on, this is awesome. Anyway, uh, always get a little uh, too rambunctious. They did lose to Cal. Now, that was kind of a weird game, I think. I don't really remember it. I don't remember uh, watching. It was 12 to 10. That's a really weird score. I, I need to go back and read a little bit more about it, I guess, because I don't really remember what uh, everything that took place. Uh, they do... Uh, this upcoming year, they do lose a ton of defensive uh, guys. They lose Taylor Rapp uh, to the NFL draft, uh, and they also lose Byron Murphy, which was argu arguably one of the league's best lockdown corners. So they did lose a ton of guys on the defensive side of the ball. But one of the things that you know, Washington fans should be excited about is their offensive line. Uh, this team, they, they do have uh, Jacob Eason 
transferring uh, from Georgia. So a little bit of pressure putting it on him. Uh, Jake Browning the last few years have been has been pretty good uh, delivering the goods. Uh, just kind of balling out there. He, he's the all-time passing leader. So Chris Peterson definitely knows how to get quarterbacks there, and I have no doubt that uh, Jacob Eason will be able to perform uh, to what his ability says that he will be able to perform to. And, uh, you know, this the schedule lines up. It's a really unique schedule. Um, some of the some of the games that they play at the times that they play, like I said, unique is a word that comes to to mind. Uh, they do also lose a, a notable guy that they lost was Miles Gaskin. Uh, the, he was a running back, uh, all-time UW rusher, uh, never once disappointed. So, kind of a kind of a weird season for the Huskies as we enter it, but. The schedule lines up. We'll talk a little bit about it uh, afterwards. And what I think, where I think this team is going to go, they do have a fairly difficult uh, non-conference schedule. I'd say one of the toughest in the Pac-12. They do pull uh, Utah uh, at home, but they do pull Utah. They do have to play USC. Uh, Luckily, uh, they do not play Arizona State because those would be the three tops out of that other side. They do have to play at Arizona, which will be tough. So, like I said, kind of a unique unique little uh, place that Washington is in. A lot of people are excited about them and what they could give us. I think a lot of they're kind of flying under the uh, the radar, I guess. And if they can get their defense revamped like what they have had in the last couple of years, I mean, that, that Pac-12 title game should be enough to convince you uh, of defense again because it was just a staunch defensive game. I mean, 10-3. to 3. And I believe the interception was a pick six. The other three was to put uh, them in that, like, you know, they got an interception or a fumble or whatever to put them in that field position and vice versa for Utah. So it was a great defensive game. Uh, I was really uh, happy watching that game. Obviously sad when it lost, but it was over. I love defense. I love good defense. I love it when uh, offensive can't get off the field. I Obviously, I like offense, and it's more a little bit more entertaining, but when you see lockdown corners and you just see it's just a chess match, you know, who's going to blink first, who's going to, to move first, really kind of an interesting, really kind of a fun little uh, uh, unique piece of college football. So uh, we're going to have an ad break now. Up After that, we will be discussing the University of Washington's 2019 season, uh, possible record outcomes. Again, we'll let you know what the Vegas odds are on them. And uh, you guys can decide whether you take the over or the under on them this year. Uh, This was probably one of the toughest bets of the season, if you can't believe that. So uh, stay tuned after the ad break, and let's keep the ball rolling. We are back after the ad break. Now, uh, the University of Washington is going to be a very difficult team to project this upcoming season just due to the fact that they are playing a little bit uh, tougher of a schedule than what they have in years past. Last year on the non-conference schedule, they had Auburn, North Dakota, and BYU. Uh, The year before, they had Rutgers, Montana, and Fresno. The year before that, they had Rutgers, Idaho, and Portland State. So they're definitely going to be facing more obstacles uh, this upcoming year. They do play Eastern Washington. Now, uh, most people, when you have an FBS team playing an FCS team, you automatically take the FBS team just due to the fact that uh, 
they are a, they're a bigger power. And uh, yeah, of course, the University of Washington is one of the best teams in the nation. But do not sleep on this Eastern Washington team. Eastern Washington is very good. They have a lot to prove. And quite frankly, they have nothing to lose in this situation. They go to Seattle, right? They go from Cheney to Seattle, beautiful place in Seattle, like I've talked about here. And they just got to go in and dis- disrupt. Uh, this is the third meeting overall. Now, UW has won the last two meetings, but it, do not count this team out. They were the national uh, runner-ups in the FCS uh, this last year. Uh, after that, they play Cal, which Cal is uh, their uh, Pac-12 North opponent, right? But is not to be trifled with. Cal has surprised me year in and year out. Uh, they are one of those teams that will... They, they got one upset in them, right? They're going to win the games they're going to win. Uh, they might lose... Uh, the games they're going to lose. And they're going to get one upset, okay? One upset a year. Uh, Justin Wilcox has done a very good job there. I've been impressed with what he's done. Uh, last year, the the one game that I really watched uh, Cal play this last year was the TCU game. Uh, bowl game it was a wild game only 10 to 7 kind of uh kind of a crazy game and then so you have they they take on cal luckily it is at home and since 2009 uw is eight and two against cal so you would take you would hope that you know washington gets the win uh, at that point but uh it's hard to say because if that is there if if cal comes in with momentum which they most definitely can i think uh you know coming off of last year i mean despite the loss in overtime they still went seven and six they did uh better than what i thought uh they would do last year uh they're going to play uc davis which is another hard team so both of these teams are coming in against uh pretty good fcs powerhouses and uh, it will be an interesting game Luckily for Washington, that will be at home, so I'll give a 60-40 advantage Washington. Afterwards, they play Hawaii, and see, they get these first three uh, games at home, so you think about it, you're like, okay, you got three home games, that's easy, but you know it's going to get rougher down down the stretch. Uh, Hawaii is a good team. I'm, I'm impressed with Hawaii. Uh, last year, they kind of sold me until I saw the bowl game where they played uh, Louisiana Tech. Kind of uh, kind of a difficult game to, to judge Hawaii on. Uh, really hard to watch Hawaii. Uh, even out west, it's three hours from mountain time, or four hours from mountain time, three hours from Pacific time to watch their games. Uh, most of the time, it's coming on about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock for us here in the mountain uh, time zone. So it's really hard to kind of get an accurate judgment of what Hawaii will be. Uh, so, but I will give uh, Washington a 75% uh, chance of the edge of winning there. Afterwards, they play BYU. Now, I have ranted about BYU. I have joked about BYU. I have given BYU props. They're not a team that you want to be playing. And UW, coming to the Beehive State, coming to Utah, they've always played pretty well. And they're lucky that they pull them when they do, September 21st. It's going to be a beautiful afternoon. It will go into a night that will be a little bit chilly, probably uh, like low 70s, early, uh, high 60s. It will be a really interesting game. Uh, I think that UW will roll BYU in this game. I think the first half will be close afterwards. I see it like a 31 to 14 type deal. But. Uh, it's not, it will definitely be their, their, well, I'd say like their second biggest challenge. I still think Eastern Washington will be a really tough challenge for these guys. Uh, 
Anyway, after that, they come home against USC, which they're lucky they pull USC at home. I think USC is improved from last year. I mean, you can always improve on a 5-7 and seven season. So, uh, I think that, you know, you take it into account. I think that uh, if they get the win against USC, they're going to be undefeated at that point, at least uh, by, by my projection. Uh, if they do get the win there, it will definitely show uh, what is to come. Now, they do ramp up in... Uh, competition after that USC game pretty much well USC game is kind of a benchmark if they lose one of the games before that you're kind of like wow Washington that was the easy part of the schedule now you're going to enter into a little bit more difficult you go on the road to Stanford now Stanford again I haven't been I'm not really impressed with this Stanford team uh this Stanford team just because uh, they don't return as many starters. Uh, they return the same amount from Washington to Stanford, but returning uh, starters on a 10 and 4 team versus returning starters on a 9 and 4 team, a little bit different. I'm, I don't think uh, KJ Costello is as good as what everybody is projecting to me. I think he's just kind of a steady quarterback. So I think that Washington's defense, again, the defense will all you can always substitute defense defense they have great uh defensive coaches this team is really well coached on the defensive side of the ball uh the washington Huskies. so i want to give them the edge there then they go on the road to tucson uh, and this is the game, uh, this is the 50-50 trap game out of all of them. I think USC could be somewhat of a trap game, but you're luckily you get them at home. Arizona is going to be a good team, and you're going to have to travel on the road to Tucson. It's in October. Things are going to be starting to get tight. That's your one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh game of the season. And so this is when, when people are going to start talking about you. This is where, uh, standings for the playoff will start, uh, coming out. And pe- and, and that's when that comes, that happens with added pressure, right? People are going to start tight up they're going to start overthinking it now i do i will give uh washington the slight edge just due to the talent uh, i i talked to my coach and he said i said well arizona returns a lot of starters he's like yeah but starters off of a what team last year but i would i am more sold on this arizona team than i even him and he's a huge diehard uh u of a fan so watch out washington for that game i think that's the 50 50 game and the only and why I say it's a trap game is you had Stanford the week before on October fifth, and then after the week after Arizona, you have Oregon. So you might be overlooking that you you might have prepared or over prepared for Stanford. You might have won there, and then you're going to be you know mindset ready for Oregon. That's going to be a smackdown uh, of the year because if you beat Oregon. You're going to be going to the Pac-12 championship, uh, regardless. Then and then, well, I mean, you do have the Apple uh, Cup. And you do get Washington State at home, which is which is lucky there. And uh, you definitely have a you know Washington definitely has a history of beating Washington State, but you can never really tell with these kinds of things. Kind of an interesting thing. But if Oregon can go up to Seattle and get the win there, that will prove a lot to Oregon. It will prove a lot to Washington. But uh, you know, I I think that is just one of those games. I'm pretty sure uh, that game of the week will be game of the week. That will be you know college football game day will be there. It will be a really interesting game. Afterwards, they go on the, they have a bye, and then they get the University of Utah at home. Now, the University of Utah, uh, they always get the the Huskies are twelve and one against the Utes. The only time they lost was in two thousand fifteen to the Utes, and it was only by one point. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, UW just kind of has Utah's number, and I really would appreciate it if you know uh, Utah would step it up. But you know if 
it, it totally depends on this Oregon game because if they win, they're riding high. Are they, you know, are they getting ready for Utah? Does Utah, where are they at in the season? Is Utah undefeated up until that point? So going to be a lot of pressure on the game. That not this like this like four or five week uh, sequence from about Stanford down to Utah is going to be extremely difficult for the Washington Huskies just because you don't know what what to expect. You might be overlooking a team like Arizona. Stanford might come up and surprise you, even though I don't think it's too big of a possibility. But they might surprise you you got Oregon and Utah top uh, competitors uh, and then after Utah I mean I would uh, despite my love for the University of Utah and for you know me always being frustrated with the University of Washington I think that Washington I give I do give them an edge in that game until Utah can prove it to me uh elsewhere uh, they're going to have to step up and if they do get that win it's going to prove a lot about that Utah team and it will show us a lot of the holes that Washington has when you when you step up in competition you're going to see if those starters you know those nine starters that you lost on defense were really uh, crucial to the team uh, afterwards they go on the road uh, in Corvallis at Oregon State uh, I'm going to give like a 90% chance that Washington wins that game I think they just kind of roll uh, through it uh, afterwards they have a bye and then they play at Colorado and Colorado again they're on the road against Colorado Colorado is also coming off of a bye which I think will be tough just because you know like you have Colorado and they're at altitude, they're, you know, mile high, it might be snowy then, and it, I mean, they did play well in the snow last year in Pullman, but uh, Colorado's a totally different animal, and that could be a game where you're looking at it, and you're like, okay, uh, you know, UW definitely is a more talented team, and I would take UW in that situation, but if the elements get a hold of it, it will be interesting to see uh, what happens uh afterwards uh they do play they do have the apple cup against washington state they do get to come home and it will be uh i'm very intrigued to see what happens with uh this apple cup this year i think washington state if this is a year they have more returners they're they're in the system uh they have a really good quarterback now again jacob eason uh transferring from georgia a really good quarterback too Kind of how it all plays out. The Washington schools are a little bit more of a mystery to me uh, in the Pac-12 than anything. So we will see what happens as the season kind of rolls on. But that is kind of our Washington uh, preview, University of Washington preview. You need to be watching out. Uh, they do still have Nick Harris, uh, their big center. I, I expect him to be playing in the uh, in the pros one day. He really, uh, watching film on this guy, he definitely has very good uh, footwork. And he's definitely going to be my pick for all Pac-12. Um, they do have Trey Adams on the offensive line. Hunter Bryant is coming back, and they have a really good running back of uh, Salvin Ahmed. Ahmed, yeah, uh, he is the running back who will be able to be lighting things up as well. Uh, I don't know if he'll do it to the to the the extent of Miles Gaskin, but it will be interesting to see how this all kind of plays out. But, you know, University of Washington, you know they're going to be good. Chris Peterson is a good coach. Uh, he was proven at Boise State. He's proven it here. So get ready for this University of Washington uh, preview. Like I said, Oregon, it all depends if they can beat Washington. Washington, you're kind of kind of sitting in the driver's seat. Uh, you know, you've won the Pac-12 North for the past couple of years. You have uh, been able to go to the the 
college football playoff and overall you're just doing everything that you can possibly do to to maintain that and you're the top dog and until somebody knocks you off well that's not uh that's not happening right and people say that well it's not happening until you beat the best well uh Oregon has to prove it Washington has to prove it and uh, and right now Washington is the standard so uh there it is uh your 2019 Washington Husky preview will definitely be following very close on this uh team this upcoming year i'm again there's a lot of questions i guess uh maybe because i'm not uh directly in seattle and i'm just looking at it uh from a, a different perspective but i have a lot of questions about this team this year and you know a lot are on the defensive side and uh that eastern washington game that cal game the hawaii game byu game will all be really good measuring sticks to see where they are at and you know they they're getting kind of a revamp uh, with a new quarterback coming in uh, as a junior. So, again, really excited to see what happens this year with the Huskies. Uh, I would not, it would not surprise me if they are, you know, top 10 in the nation. Uh, again, it comes down to that Oregon game. It comes down to the University of Utah game. Uh, obviously, both of those schools have, have a lot to prove against the University of Washington. And if you're in the Pac-12, you're definitely cheering for, for those three teams to be able to make it into the into the college football playoff, not only to the Pac-12 championship, but to the college football playoff. I think that there is a lot of talent in the Pac-12, and personally, uh, I think the Pac-12 can run with the best of them. Uh, you know, Clemson and, and Aub- uh, Clemson and Alabama have kind of been the standard set by college football, but I think there's a significant uh, amount of talent out west as well. So we'll be watching them very closely this upcoming season uh, as they go through it. Again, uh, we are only days away. Today is, I believe this is the 14th, yes, the 14th of August. So we are technically 10 days from the start of college football, uh, a little bit, about 17 days from once everybody gets going uh, down there in uh, or down on August 31st. So extremely excited uh, to be covering these teams. We'll be trying to provide you guys with the most in-depth coverage. Uh, a lot will be reactioning uh, to what has happened. Uh, we'll be, we'll have like a, uh, you know, one to look ahead for the week and probably just thoughts. We'll do an FBS thoughts and FCS thoughts and then uh, the week going forward. And again, we're going to be splitting the time between both the FBS and the FCS. We'll have the Pac-12 uh, and the Big Sky kind of as our flagships with, you know, the Missouri Valley, Ohio Valley, uh, Patriot League. Uh, trying to think if I'm missing anybody else, but those will be kind of our 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 uh, arms uh, off of the main ship, right? Uh, Pac-12, maybe cover a little bit of the Mountain West. Definitely want to uh, do that. So, uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Until uh, next time, you guys tell your family, tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, we are in the currently we are working with Sling the Pill and their. Uh, kind of how they're doing it i've been on uh their show before uh it's a lot of fun they know their stuff also 24 7 ball talks a part of our podcast as we're all trying to promote one another so uh if you liked it let us know uh let us know what we could be doing better maybe if you guys want to hear uh more things as we talk about it and uh maybe have some call-ins as well so follow us on all of our social media uh outlets And let us know and give us your thoughts and feedback. And we are so close to college football. So hope you guys have a great week. And until next time, keep the ball rolling.